everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Football Fig Nuts Podcast. This is Season 3, Episode 25, and if you're counting all of them, it's 125. I'm Craig. My name is Britt. How are you, Craig? I'm okay, Britt. How are you? I am pissed off. You are pissed off. Let me start by saying, if you didn't believe this is an explicit episode, this is going to be an explicit episode, <laughs> and there's a couple of reasons. The first one is because we're recording on a Friday morning Yes. because of the holiday. Yep. Happy holidays, everybody. Yeah. Hope, hope everyone's Christmas, if you celebrate, it was good. But because we are beer enthusiasts and not alcoholics, we are sober this morning. Yeah. God damn it. I have a nice vitamin water zero next to me. Uh, Craig has a nice bottle of water. So yeah. there's the first reason I'm not happy. <laughs> the second reason I'm not happy is because this week in DFS, Craig, I broke two of my long-standing rules. Which ones? I did not stick to my budget. Okay. I, I, I wagered little, way too much money, but twice right. as much as I was supposed to. All right. All right. It happens. And number two, I listened to one person when I should not have. Oh. So those who listened last week to episode 24, the episode where Britt knew nothing, <laughs> know that I was, I was scared. I was like, I yeah. don't know what to do. So I spent a lot of time, I listened to a lot of fantasy radio, particularly the Sirius XM channel. All week, particularly at the end of the week, Jeff Manns was all over Joe Mixon. Yes. Joe Mixon, Joe Mixon, Joe Mixon. They actually worked it into a commercial where you heard him scream, Joe Mixon really? is a must start in DFS. Yeah. Wow. And so I was like, you know what? He's got a point. The matchup is really good. Everything it's Miami. sounds good. It's Miami. You know, so I put Mixon in virtually all of my lineups. I had yeah. him. I had a lot of shares of Joe Mixon last week. Yep. Then the news breaks Saturday that he's sick. He's sick. He's got a stomach bug. Um, I did not do my follow up work on until Sunday morning, and I was rushing around holiday stuff. Man, it's the freaking holidays. You got family yeah. stuff going on all over the place. I so Joe Mixon remained in my lineups. So Jeff Mann's got a lot of hate on social media because of this. Okay. And his response is why I'm pissed off. All right. His response was, well, if you listened to our subscriber-only chat Saturday night or Sunday morning, you would know that I backed off of that. So let me understand this. You are a paid professional by SiriusXM. You are paid to produce a broadcast Monday through Friday for like an hour and a half. Right. In addition, you are the owner-operator of at least two fantasy sites that I know of. So what you're telling me is that you can say one thing Monday through Friday, learn one piece of information, and then go on your private subscriber-only, tell us something completely different, and that's okay. And that's okay. not through XM. No. It's a separate, it's $100 a year to subscribe to his site. $100 a season. To subscribe, so for so I pay for SiriusXM because I love the stations and I love all the stuff there. It's okay for him to tell me Joe Mixon's a must start, but when the news changes on Saturday, he doesn't tweet out there's a change. He doesn't put anything out on social media, and this is a dude who loves to live broadcast on Twitter. Loves right. it. He does it from his car, doesn't he? Does it from his car? Doesn't when he's driving to work, which I don't know about the safety of that, but he does. But you can go on your subscriber only and say. No, I've changed my mind, and that's okay. You can't fault him for that, according right. to him. So here's where I'm pissed off, and here's where the explicit. So if you're, if you're listening with kids, <laughs> now's the time. F that shit. Seriously, what you're telling me is that the money I pay to SiriusXM that you receive a share of, justify, and I don't give you another $100 a season for your website, justifies you 
to go ahead and withhold or change information? No, it's not fair. It's not right. It's not right. You basically said there's two tiers of people that I make money off of. The people who pay for the radio and the people who pay me directly. That is bullshit. It is a bullshit coward move. So I'm sorry. I'm done listening to him now. I'm done listening. So now here's the funny thing. Okay. One of the sites he owns I used to be a subscriber of. Okay. This week, I get an email. Like just yesterday. From that site. From that site. We miss you. Come back. We'll give you a $70 discount. No, I'm not paying $20 for your crappy site now. Now that I know how you guys operate, and it's not even about, okay, well, you want to treat your subscribers well. You want to give specialized. That's what articles are for. That's what that kind of stuff is for. So to me, that says you have a crappy business model. I'm not giving you my money. I'm not. If you're going to tell me one thing on Monday, tell a different group of people something on Saturday, and say that's the way it rolls because I want to give my subscribers inside content, that is bullshit. Bo- that's a bullshit model. And that's why I don't want to ever go to a pay site. We have talked about on this podcast doing Patreon, doing something where people could donate if they wanted to. We've talked about that. We're never going subscription. I'll tell you right now. Never. No, but we take donations. Never. We'll take a donation. <laughs> but I am never going to reach a point where only certain people have access based on how much money they're giving me. That is BS. And what that tells me is I no longer value that person's experience or that person's opinion. So you know what? I know he doesn't listen. I'm not going to put this into the title or anything like that. I don't want to start another Twitter war. I've already had one Twitter argument with this guy. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Um, but listen, if that's the way you want to run a business, don't expect me to, to, to take your advice or take you seriously. Because what that says to me is you're about the money. You're not about the product. You're not. You're Hydrox. You're not Oreos. Oh. Okay. I'm done with my rant. <laughs> I was so annoyed. But what, what would have made that acceptable for you? Anything? If a tweet. A tweet in the morning. A tweet in the morning. Uh, breaking news. Joe Mixon has Joe Mixon illness. Maybe, you know, and I'm, I don't, I'm not married to his Twitter. It's possible I missed it. And if he did, then I'll, I openly apologize for that. But I didn't see it. I looked. I saw nothing from this guy in public sources saying there's news on Joe Mixon back off. Nothing. Nothing. And when he got hell the next day, or hell on Monday, and he got a lot of hell for it because he was tweeting about the hell he was getting for it, his response was, if you listened to the subscriber-only chat, if you participate in the subscriber-only chat, you would have known this. So basically what you're saying to the world is, everything I say Monday through Friday is bullshit. Only the people who pay $100 a year get the real information. And you know what that says to me? You're no longer worth my time. So there it is. Yeah, because the weird thing about that is like, when did he know that Joe Mixon was sick? When we all knew Joe Mixon was sick, Saturday morning. It happened after the broadcast. I'm not going to fault him for spending Monday through Friday all week talking about it, but you got to follow that up. If you're going to yeah. sit there and scream about it, you got to follow it up. You know people are listening to you. You know people are taking your advice. You got to follow it up. You have to have some sort of responsibility to the folks who listen to you on the radio. That's my opinion. That's my opinion. My opinion is they're a terrible businessman, and I I don't like anybody associated with that site. I, I, over time, I, I'm just you're like just right, done with it. I, I am. But I you're keeping fu- your XM. Yes. Stuff. He's only on for like an hour a day. I listen to everybody else. I still love listening to John Hanson in the morning. I love listening to um, oh god, what the hell is their name? I love RotoWire. I love um, jeez, it's the ones that uh, Pro Football Focus. Oh, okay. I know they get a lot of crap for the way they handle their their metrics, but their their advice is really solid. But you know, I can't, I can't. Elite Fantasy, I'm just done with it. Just done with it. So sorry if that rubs anybody who likes Elite Fantasy the wrong way. Sorry, that's my experience with it. Is they're they're more about the money than the info. 
They're more about the money than your info. The more you have to tell me how good you are and then do something like this, the more you tell me you don't give a rat's ass about your listeners. But we do. But we do, damn it. Because we don't charge you for this. Nope. We do this sober on a Friday morning <laughs> for you people. Doesn't mean we're always right, but it just nope. means we're honest. That's right. <laughs> Craig, let's get some let's get to some good football stuff. Talk to me about uh, some burning hot takes. Uh, some burning hot takes. You know what? We might as well just get this out of the way because this is because we're gonna have to talk about it. What has Antonio Brown done now? Um, so apparently Antonio Brown has worked out for the Saints. I did see that come across the wire this morning, but I hadn't had coffee yet, so I hadn't read it. So he's actually in New Orleans? He, he was in New Orleans. He did a workout with them, and New Orleans said they have to do their due diligence. That means they have to call Roger Goodell and ask, if we sign this guy, are you going to put him on the exempt list? <laughs> That's essentially what that means. This is a phone call to the head office and say, is the only reason you haven't exempted him is because he's not under contract? Because if that's the case, then that's a problem. But, yeah. I mean, it literally just means they're going to check with the league to see what the league status is. It really does. He was supposed to actually visit him uh, today. Yeah. Visit, yeah. But, like, how that doesn't work. How does that even work? That doesn't work with Drew Brees. And, like, how does that even he's fit gotta in? Be, he's got to be comfortable with being the number two. I mean, look at the number of guys who have become comfortable with that role over time. I mean, Demarius Thomas kind of took backseat to Emmanuel Sanders before they cut him. Yeah. Um, Brandon Marshall uh, later in his career, you know, definitely second banana. And he was, he, he was okay with it. Some guys can do it and some guys can't. I don't know that AB can do it. I don't think he can. But I think he can sit there and smile and nod for five or six weeks if he thinks he's going to get a Super Bowl ring out of it. I think he's okay with being the second banana to Michael Thomas for five or six weeks while he gets a shot at a Super Bowl ring. That's, you think the Saints are you think the Saints are like I don't know, do you think there's something up with Michael Thomas? Or you think they're possible. just desperate because of what happened last year and they just feel like they need something else? It's possible. It's definitely possible. I mean, think about the New Orleans offense. A lot of it not a lot, but more of it is gadgety this year than has been. I mean, Taysom Hill's been used a lot in a lot yeah. of different roles. That says to me they're just... He's a nude Cordell Stewart. Remember him? Yeah. Get in there and punt. <laughs> but yes, I, I do think New Orleans is worried about a serious run. Um, all right, so let's 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 take a quick look. We're going to have this conversation. Right now, sure. the, the playoff picture in the NFC has New Orleans... Oh, wait. This is... <laughs> the this, wrong year. <laughs> no, I have the playoff machine on my screen, and I was doing some um, kind of what-ifs. That's a great thing, by the way. The ESPN playoff machine... Let you go in and it says, okay, well, New England's playing Miami this week. Pick who's going to win that game. And I click their logo and it tells me how that, that affects happens. the, yeah. It tells me if, if Miami beats New England, this is what would happen. It just updates the standing. So right now, New Orleans is out of the bye. New Orleans is the three seed. Are they? Yes. Which means right now they would be hosting, believe it or not, Minnesota at 10 and five is the six seed. Because the Packers are the are twelve and three, so the Packers have sealed the division. New Orleans needs to win this week to get a shot at a bye. A New Orleans win. Let's do this. All right. So uh, first off, let's just start by saying this: this requires Detroit to beat Green Bay, <laughs> which I mean could technically any happen. given Sunday, right? <laughs> any given Sunday. Because so does Green Bay need to win? Uh, if they want to keep the bye, maybe. So if Green, let's say, let's say that game ties. Okay, again, using this thing. So right. Green Bay and Detroit ties. Where is New Orleans on this thing? There it is. New Orleans is in the Panthers, at the Panthers. 
if New Orleans, oh, New Orleans has shot the one seed. There is a scenario where there's a one seed for New Orleans. Where's San Fran? San Fran is at Seattle. If Seattle wins, or see, I'm sorry, if Seattle, if Seattle beats San Francisco and Green Bay doesn't win in Detroit and New Orleans wins, New Orleans the one seed. New Orleans would have the tiebreaker because now what if Green Bay wins that game? If Green Bay, okay, if Green Bay wins, New Orleans wins, and Seattle wins. If they all win, New Orleans is a two seed. So New Orleans clearly has the tiebreaker. Oh no, they would have a win better. So yeah, so New Orleans does need to win this week. New Orleans is playing for something this week because they could get a buy out of this. If they don't, if they don't get the buy, if the seeding holds. They're hosting Minnesota in round one. Does anybody else remember the last time Minnesota and New Orleans played each other? Yeah, that was a fun. That was a fun night. Yeah, that that was. It was not for not for New Orleans fans. No, 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 no. Just for us watching it in a bar. So then, presume that New Orleans advances. Well, then it would depend on what would happen. No, yeah, it would depend on what happens in the four-five game. No, it wouldn't. They'd be the higher of the <laughs> it's two. It's just seed. like that scene from okay. basketball. <laughs> so if the, yeah, well, no, it's a little bit easier than that. If the seating holds. So this is what the seeding would look like in the NFC. It would be San Francisco at one, Green Bay at two. They both get a bye. Minnesota would be the six. They'd play at New Orleans, the three. Seattle would be the five and play at Philadelphia, the four. That's right, folks. An 11 and four team would have to go to what's 11 and four now would have to go to an eight and seven team. If this all stays the same, that means Minnesota goes to New Orleans in wildcard weekend. If the seeds hold, New Orleans then has to go to Green Bay in January. Hmm. And if the seeds hold still, <laughs> then they got to go to San Francisco. So New Orleans is saying that's a to itself, long road. that's a long road. New Orleans would much rather get into that bye and host, and get, A, get a week off and host the divisional round. If by some manner of uh, miracle, this all worked out, where San Francisco and Green Bay don't win, then, I mean, obviously they have to have the tiebreaker. Uh, Green Bay has to have the tiebreaker over New Orleans. Otherwise, New Orleans would be the two seed right now. They both have 12 wins. Uh, but still. So there, so yeah, so I mean, yes, New Orleans has a lot to play for this week because they can, they can't move down in seeding, but they can definitely move up. And there's a buy at stake here. There's a lot of teams with stuff to play for this week. Yes. So th- th- this matters. This week matters, and it's at Carolina, which means New Orleans isn't in a dome. They don't like, they don't like being outside. There's a lot of games that matter this week. This is a week 17 where a lot of games matter. So, so there's my question for you. Yeah. There's a lot of guys in the playoff match. We just broke down the NFC. The AFC side, Baltimore's locked into the one seed. That's not going to change. Um, yeah, no one can catch them. They already have a they already have a win over New England, and New England can do the best New England can do is tie them. So they're locked into the one. New England, however, could lose the bye if Kansas City won and somehow New England lost at home to Miami. I'm not predicting a New England home loss against Miami. No, I mean Again, it could happen, but but Kansas not. City needs a win and help to get into a bye. Tennessee is still um, I said at eight and seven. I still think they can get bumped out. Houston is pretty much locked in. Houston's got nothing to play for, and Buffalo is locked in. But Tennessee could get bumped out. There are there's like there's like multiple scenarios there. Pittsburgh could actually still make the playoffs. Oakland could actually make the playoffs into the right scenario. So who are you looking at this week? Who has the most to play for in your mind? What game are you looking at and going, that's the game you got to keep an eye on? Um, <clears throat> now you're talking about playoff picture? Or... Yes, for playoff implications. Let's see. Let me look at the whole schedule all at once. Hmm. 
I'll tell you right now while you're looking at it, for me, it's San Francisco yeah. at Seattle. Because San Francisco's got home uh, on the line, and I believe a Seattle win and a Minnesota or a uh, Se- Seattle. I don't think Seattle can move up. Seattle probably wants to be for, the five seed. Probably for me, the game that I don't know which way it's like. I really have no idea which way it's going to go. Like yeah. you know, we're we're kind of assuming that the Patriots are going to beat the Dolphins. Yes, and the Bills are going to beat the Jets. Yeah, and the Packers are going to beat the Lions. Yeah, but. The one game that I think is really interesting would could have several implications is the yeah. Titans versus the Texans. Yes, absolutely. And the Texans have nothing to play for. Nothing. They are locked into that four seed, I believe. Yep, they are. Yeah, because Kansas City already has the. the wait a minute, no. Didn't they, lo- didn't they beat Kansas City earlier this year? I believe so. If Houston. No, okay, hold on. I'm, I'm joining them right now. Yes. All right, Houston does have something to play for. If Houston wins and Kansas City loses to the Chargers, they would swap spots and Houston would become the three seed. Kansas City would be the four seed in that situation. So Kansas City has a lot to play for. They can move down. Kansas City could be anywhere from the two to the four seed right now. And that two seed gets them a bye. And that four seed, they, they need to win. There's no question. What seed, are the, what seed are the Cowboys? They're not. Right now, not Philadelphia is in the playoffs. Philadelphia uh, Cowboys would have to win and Philly would have to lose, I believe. Hold on. Let me run it through the generator. All right. So I've got, uh, where's the Cowboy game? Where the hell are the Cowboys playing? Four o'clock Redskins. If the Cowboys win, Philly has to lose or tie, I think. Where's the Philly game? They're playing the Giants. There it is. No, Philly has to lose outright. Wait a minute, no? <laughs> and that's how complicated the playoffs are, folks. Yeah, there it is. Okay. <laughs> Dallas is only in with a win against the Redskins and a Philly loss. Philly is in with a Dallas loss, a Philly win, or a Philly tie. And not either not either or win or loss. They just have to win. If they win, they're in. If they win, they're in because then that make them what what doesn't make a difference what Dallas does. And the schedule makers have been kind. These weird games all appear to be at the same time. Yes. I think Houston's a later start. Is Houston a 4 o'clock? I think Houston might be a 4 o'clock. But the Chiefs and the Patriots both play at 1, and they're the two teams looking at each other. Um, Who's the other one I was looking at that both play? They both play at 4 o'clock. I think Cowboys and Eagles both play at 4. They're both afternoon games. Everyone's on at the same time, which is good for fantasy purposes. Yes. Because that means if Patrick Mahomes is playing at 4 o'clock, Kansas City plays at 4 o'clock, which is not happening, and the Patriots play at 1. If the Patriots win at 1 o'clock, the Chiefs have nothing to play for. Right. There's literally nothing to play for. So they will, all of a sudden, you go from having a, the Chiefs will bench their players. They will bench their players for 4 o'clock, but because they're all playing at the same time. They can't. They can't. The Chiefs will scoreboard watch, but unless they're winning big or New England is winning big, they're going to keep their starters in. There's yeah. a chance of a buy. So that's, you know, the same thing with uh, the Saints. Yeah. Playoff scenarios are crazy this year. I mean, it, I'll, I'll actually pull it up here. See if I can find uh, the playoff scenarios real quick. So. So. All right. So that's question number two. What else you got for me? Um, another thing that came across the uh, newswire today is um, the team that I'm disappointed in this year. Uh, the Falcons. Yeah. Remember how we thought that maybe Dan Quinn was it's time for him to fly away. I thought they were going to fire him at the bye. I really did. Um, so Dan Quinn and Thomas Dimitrioff are coming back next season. Um, I don't think that's the smartest move for the Falcons to make. I don't either. I don't either. I, I, I just, I, I don't see a point to it. 
what are you going to get? You're you're wasting the prime of your guys' careers. Yeah. They, they, you need Since, to make a change. Let's see. Uh, da, 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 da. He's been 23 and 24 since the Super Bowl. Yeah. That's been their record. Yeah. All right, here we go. Yep. Here Break we got go. another notification. No, no, I'm, I'm just looking at the um, I'm looking at the playoff scenarios. So <laughs> Oakland can still be make the playoffs. So you ready for this? This is how hard it would be for Oakland to make the playoffs. We haven't even talked about the Colts. The Colts are still technically alive. Oakland gets the last playoff spot at eight and eight. If they win, Pittsburgh loses, Tennessee loses, and Indianapolis wins. Because they'd have a strength of victory tiebreaker over Pittsburgh. That's how big of a tie that would be. Oh my god. It's a, this is nightmarish. Pittsburgh clinches if they win and Tennessee loses or ties. Pittsburgh ties and Tennessee loses. Tennessee loses, Indy wins, and Oakland loses. Or Tennessee loses, Indy wins, and Pittsburgh ties Oakland in the strength of victory tiebreaker. Oh my god. <laughs> the, the last spot in the AFC is completely up for grabs. The Steelers, the Titans, and the Raiders all have claim to it. All have claim to it. The AFC, the NFC, it's really just about seeding. The only the only question is only one of them is going to make. Um, the only real question about who's going to make the playoffs in the NFC is is going to be the Eagles or the Cowboys. But the AFC, that flash spot is up in it's the air mess. between three teams that oh, somebody with an eight win game, eight win season is probably going to be there. Yes. Oh my God. <clears throat> oh. Messy. Very messy. Very, very messy. Oh, I'm getting emails from work. I don't want emails right now. Uh, also, this just in. Yeah. Uh, the Saints know, apparently, that if they do sign him, he's going to wind up on the exempt list. <laughs> See, then, so then what's the point? Yep. What's the point? But that's the whole reason you asked that question before you signed them. You know what I mean? Yeah. You got to ask that question. So... All right, moving on. Let's yes. let's um. You know what? I didn't prep America's favorite game this week. Uh oh. What did I do? What am I? I was so playoff hungry. And it was the holidays. So. And it was the holidays. So let's. Uh, I'll, I'll pull it up really quick. We're we're kind of free rolling, folks. It's the holiday. Craig, remind the folks about um our our party at uh, Two Roads Brewing coming up. While I look this up. Uh yeah. So uh New Year's Eve, Two Roads in Stratford, Connecticut. Uh they open at twelve o'clock in the afternoon, and they are open till five p.m. And we are going to be there at exactly um, 12 p.m. when they open. Well, I will. Craig's well, Brill will be. Duty. I have to go get the pizza. Craig, Craig will be there sometime about 12, 12, I'll, It'll be there a little after 12. Uh, but, yeah, we uh, kind of hang out towards the back of the um, Oh, you won't have a problem finding us. Tasting room. You, yeah. Luckily, actually, I think they're going to op- – hopefully they'll open the other two little bar areas back there. They're not opening they're the not- extreme back area. The side the, one. The, the one? The one in the back wall. Yeah. Because they've already told us we can line up our food there. Oh, we're using that counter space for food this year. Nice. So, um, yeah, that that was that was Jasmine. Jasmine got us that. Hi, Deb, by the way. Hi, Deb. Looking forward to seeing Deb uh, at that party. But yeah, you know, um, if you want to do something before you do anything for New Year's Eve and stop by, I've reached say the hi. Age. I've reached the age where I don't want to be out on New Year's Eve. I know what? I never really did. I don't I don't enjoy it. I don't like people. That's fair. Well, wow, there was a long my, silence. My, <laughs> <laughs> I don't like people. <laughs> <laughs> No, my my, uh, my issue's always been like me usually having to work the next day. Oh yes, and you work in so. retail. This is, by the way, folks. That's the real reason we're recording on a Friday. I I work in an, an administrative role for a nonprofit. Craig's in retail. The holidays are nightmarish for yes. us scheduling wise. <laughs> nightmarish. We were just I, I, when Craig was like, we can't, you know, we're not going to record on Christmas, and I got to work on Thursday. I'm like, dude, there's no games until Sunday. 
There's no Thursday game. There's no Saturday game. We can just we can just wait. Yeah, we can just wait. So we did. All right. So listen, I got the over unders up. All right. Good news, bad news. What do you want first? Uh, good news. The good news is there are only one, two, three, four. Wait. No, oh, dear I don't God. Know how to count. <laughs> two, three. Three games under 40. Okay. The bad news is there are no games over 50. All right. So you're only doing low. So, Craig, there are three games on the NFL slate in week 17 where the over-unders are under 40, and that is typically kind of an avoid warning thing. So tell me, with three strikes, give me some of the games that people should avoid Um, because their totals are under 40. Jets-Bills. That's correct. That's a 36. That's a 36. And Buffalo is only a point and a half favorite at home. Does Buffalo need to win? No. They're They're locked into their spot. All right. Um, pretty sure because they're, yeah, they're the five seed. They they can't win a division. The Patriots have already clinched the division, so they can't move up. And they've already got ten wins, and the second team's going to be eight or nine. They're locked into that 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 uh that five spot. All right. So this Buffalo's playing for nothing, and so is the Jets. But that's beside <laughs> the point. That's not a game uh, I'll be watching, let's folks. Let's go, Colts Jags. Uh, where are you on my list? Sunday afternoon. No, that's a forty three. Hmm. That's a forty three. So, no, that's strike one. There's two more. Uh, Browns, Bengals. Browns, Bengals. No, that's a 44 and a half. Neither of those teams have anything to play for either. They don't. don't. That's strike two. You got one more, and I got still two on the board. Hmm. Let's see. Uh, How about... mm, These are a little rough. How about Raiders, Broncos? Strike three. Oh. Um, The the Raiders can still make the playoffs. They're still playing for something. That's a 41. The other games were Pittsburgh at Baltimore. And I guess the easy reason that for that is because Lamar Jackson is not playing this week. Listen to me, DFS people. <laughs> Unless this changes between now and Sunday, do not star Lamar Jackson. Somebody will. They will. I will see a report the day after that Lamar Jackson was 1.2% owned in tournament format. Why? He's not going to score any points. He's not. He's not saving any money. He's the most no. expensive quarterback on the board because the be values RG3. came out before the announcement. <laughs> All right, so that's the other one. Uh, the last one was Chicago at Minnesota because I don't think Minnesota can go anywhere either, and Chicago is dreadful. So Minnesota may rest its starters. So so that's the whole reason we talk about this is you're not going to target games with nothing to play for. Atlanta at Tampa Bay. Well, they're two, two high passing teams. You still might want to go there. Um, Cleveland at Cincinnati, not going to touch it. Green Bay at Detroit, I'll consider because Green Bay can benefit from a win. New Orleans at Carolina. I'm going to touch that game. New Orleans needs to win that game. L.A. at uh, Kansas City. I am absolutely going to use the uh, the Chargers and the Chiefs in that game. First off, Phillip Rivers hates the Kansas City Chiefs. Hates them. And he knows he's in trouble. He wants to go there and win this game. He wants to screw with the Chiefs, and he wants to show that he's not done. So that's an absolute game. Chicago at Minnesota, probably not touching it. Miami at New England, why? Jets at Buffalo, no. Philly at Giants, maybe. It's probably Eli's last game. It's probably Eli's last game. Although, uh, what's his name is back. So, but don't be don't be shocked if Eli skeeks into that game. Don't be shocked. Uh, India Jacksonville, eh. Washington at Dallas. Dallas has to win that game to get to the playoffs. That's the game I'm going to look at. Oakland at Denver. Oakland is actually playing for a playoff spot. They need help, but they're playing for a playoff spot. Uh, so again, that's a late game. So really, they may be out of it by the time the tip off comes. You have to watch it if you're going to use Oakland players. Arizona at the Rams. Nobody's playing for it. How are the Rams not in the freaking playoffs? My God. Would you have God. thought that last year? There's no way when the season began that I would have thought that there was a chance the Rams don't qualify for the playoffs in 2019. 
No chance. Yeah, I guess they are too girly focused. No chance. Uh, Pittsburgh at Baltimore. No one cares. Tennessee at Houston. Only people in those two towns care, but Tennessee needs that win. And San Francisco at Seattle might be an intriguing game. It really, really might. I, I mean, that's that might be just be the best game to watch. Would so. you use Marshawn Lynch? No. We didn't even talk about Marshawn Lynch coming oh, back. Oh, yeah, folks. Marshawn Lynch is back because all of, all of Seattle's running backs are dead. I'll say this. So Seattle is looking like they're probably going to be the fifth seed unless something happens and they swap with Minnesota, which I don't know is possible. The fifth seed is going to go to whoever wins the NFC East because it has to. That's just the way the system works. Do you like Seattle at Dallas or do you like Seattle at Philly? Their running game is gone. Just run a nickel D all day long. You want? I'll let Russell Wilson run for five yard gains all day, all day. Hmm. I think maybe Philly. Did you see? By the way, did you see the yeah. the, the first drive of the Bears Chiefs game last weekend? I did not. Okay, so the fir- three of the first four plays were yep. designed Mitchell Trubisky runs. Okay. Three of the first four, not like oh my god, he's scrambling. Like they this is it's a made fake. a play for him. Yes, these are designed runs. On the third one. He decided to not slide until the last minute. He didn't begin his slide. He got walloped by a Kansas City player who made helmet-to-helmet contact. No flag. Okay. And the reasoning was, he didn't lead with his helmet, but Trubisky started to go down, and as Trubisky started to go down, like literally as the guy had his hands on him, he hit hit him in the helmet. And the fans went nuts. That's helmet-to-helmet. You can't hit a quarterback. He and the, the, the rule guy comes on and goes, he ran past the line of scrimmage. He becomes a runner. He lowers his head. If he lowers his head to initiate the contact, they're not going to throw a flag there. You didn't see another designed run for Mitchell <laughs> Trubisky the rest of the half. It was kind of like, oh, crap. Wait a minute. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. That can happen? <laughs> we can't do that. Wait, no, don't, don't, don't do that. <laughs> Poor Sean. Oh, yeah. That's, that bears. But, you know, when we get to our offseason, we'll talk about the most disappointing teams of the season. The Bears have to be in that conversation. Have to be. I mean, the Rams are probably going to bail the Bears out. Probably. The Bears walked in there and went, we were in the playoffs last year, but we're only going to win a half dozen games this year. And the Rams went, hold my beer. So <laughs> it is what it is. Let's talk about the metric. All right. The metric is the metric. And I had a long heart to heart this week. Oh, yeah. After Christmas, it was just a Christmas. Yes. We, we, we sat thing. down. I, I, I tried to pour a beer on the computer and my wife said, don't do that. It's not good for the computer. And I said, OK, I had a beer with the metric. And I said, listen, week 16 was a shit show. You gave me nothing to work with. And I ended up listening to Jeff Manns. <laughs> you I saw how that ended. I would have been better going off to one of the guys that's holding a sign on the edge of the highway and go, here's 10 bucks. Tell me a random football player. <laughs> and the guy could look looked at me and went, Gail Sayers. And it would have been a better pick than anything I got from from, from the, the broadcast this week. So this week, he came back with some, some stuff. First off, quarterbacks. There's far fewer quarterbacks on the list this week because a lot of these quarterback statuses are up in here. So let me say this clearly because we are not elite fantasy sports all of this information is subject to change in the next two days based on what teams decide to do and playoff races if you're going to use a team that has a late start in particular you have got to watch the playoff scenarios because if certain things happen in the one o'clocks that influence the four o'clocks don't come yelling at me the exception to that is dallas philly because they both play at four o'clock and the only game that matters to those two teams is the other team Dallas right. is only worried about winning and Philly losing and Philly winning. Philly's only worried about winning and Dallas losing and they both play at four o'clock. So that's so, but otherwise you got to keep on the, on those matchups. That being said, I love Patrick Mahomes this week. 
7,200 on DraftKings. I've got them slated for 25 points. That's 3.4x. And and again, they have stuff to play for, and he eats the Chargers alive all the bloody time. It's just a great matchup. Um, if I'm not looking at Mahomes, if I want to go down a little bit cost wise, I could save what about six or seven, about 900 bucks, and get Dak Prescott. Yeah, I think I use Dak Prescott. The metric also likes Jameis Winston. I do not. They have nothing to play for, and they are literally signing guys off the practice squad as starters right now at wide receiver. So I don't. Craig, what do you like at quarterback this week? Um, well, it's kind kind of rough, kind of rough. Um, so I'm kind of looking to save money this week in quarterback. So I I know they have nothing to play for, but I do sort of like Jameis Winston because he just gonna he just gonna throw. And also, I recently found out that one of Atlanta's cornerbacks is suspended for four games. That's a huge thing. So that's a really big thing. Um, I and thought you know, for sure you were going to invoke the name Gardner Minshew there because he's only 5,300. It's a cheap quarterback with nothing and, to play for. And someone we mentioned before, too, he's in the same game as Patrick Mahomes. But, you know, Philip Rivers, you never know what's going to happen. With here's, I, I know what's going to happen. Philip Rivers is going to throw the ball 45 times. Right. It's a matter of how many yardages he gets. It's a matter that. of how many times the Kansas City people catch the ball. Right. He throws picks at a much higher rate, and he's not Jameis. No. He's not going to get away with it because he didn't throw the touchdowns. Like, the line's going to be like 30 of 45 for 310 yards, one touchdown, four picks. That's not going to get you where you need to be in DFS. That's the problem. You flip those numbers. I mean, that's the thing. Jameis is going to throw for 400 yards, but and he's going to throw three touchdowns and four picks. Three touchdowns will wipe out the four picks. Right. And still make him valuable with his yardage. You can't do that with Rivers, so I'm I'm gonna fade Rivers. I heard one person say you got to start Tom Brady. I got him at 18 points. Yeah, I think they're gonna try and ground pound that game. I really do. They they're not afraid of Miami. They're not. So so I'm looking to I'm looking to spend some money there. Let's talk about running backs. Again, people with stuff to play for. I love unless he gets a stomach bug this weekend. Ezekiel <laughs> Elliott. Love him this week. Washington. He's eight grand. You're going to pay up for him. Yes, I am saying pay $7,000 for Patrick Mahomes and pay $8,000 for Ezekiel Elliott. You're going to have to go cheap after that. So you're looking at guys like Damian Williams. You're looking at Adrian Peterson. These are guys that aren't going to make value per se, but they're going to make at least 2x. And if they go off, I wouldn't use AP this week. I think Dallas is going to dominate that game and AP is going to be. But this also could be AP's last games. The farewell true kind of play there. So I'm I'm definitely using Zeke. And then I'm trying to pay down, try to stay around five, maybe six grand. I'm looking at Jalen Richard at 3,800. You know, I'm looking at DeAndre Washington at 5,200. So those kinds of guys. What do you like? Uh, this week I do like I do like Zeke because Washington is just not not spectacular. And Zeke's coming off a bad game and a game they yep. have to they win. They have to win it. Uh, you know, you want to spend a little less. You can go for Kamara at 7,800 because Carolina's defense is, isn't stellar. And they're not good against the pass. They're right. not good against the pass. So, yeah. Um, another one I like, he's a little lower on the list. I do like Aaron Jones against Detroit. Again, same reason. Can't uh, trust him. Same, you I can't. know, but Detroit's defense also not stellar. Can't trust Aaron Jones. I lo- Aaron Jones has won me three or four pools this year. Uh, cash pools mainly. But I just can't trust the dude. Oh, God, it's so boomer bust with Aaron Jones, I mean, and he or, just had a good game. Or would you pay up if, and get Saquon at 87? 
That was crazy. Last week I, I had I had him in my lineup. Yeah. And I second guessed myself and I took did. him out. I benched him in two lineups. And you know who I benched and him I was for? So pissed. Do you know who I benched him <laughs> was for? Was it Joe Mixon? Joe Mixon in one of them. <laughs> Joe Mixon, because I wasn't paying attention. Again, as much as I'm railing on Jeff Manns about that whole thing, part of it's my fault. I have to own my part of it. It's not like this was hidden from us until five minutes before kickoff. I just got so involved in the holiday bullshit right, right, right. that I put my phone down and I stopped paying attention. You've got to pay attention. So I don't know. Anyway. All right. So there we go. So that those there's some options there. Wide receivers a little trickier. I don't have anybody at value this week. So I am looking for mid-range guys with high ceilings. So immediately my eyes go to Christian Kirk. Nothing to play for, but the dude has been pretty good. I mean, he, he he's, again, that trust factor. He's going to score 15 points. Or he's going to score five. I, I think he's going to be on the higher end. Cortland Sutton, same deal. He's 6,400. He's a little bit more expensive. But if I'm looking for cheaper options, Justin Watson at 4,900. Craig was like, who the hell's Justin Watson earlier today? And I'm like, he's there. I'm telling you right now, the metric wants me to use Mike Williams. I'm not touching Mike Williams. Not going to do it. Randall Cobb, 3,900 against Washington is an intriguing option. It's risky, but it's intriguing. Hmm. <clears throat> so I'm considering that Terry McLaurin, again, another steady option. Again, Dallas needs to win that game and Washington's going to try and keep it close. But I mean, there's some, there's some, there's some money saving options out there. Who do you like in, in this week uh, for wide receivers, Craig? Uh, I do like Christian Kirk. If there's nothing wrong with Kyler Murray, uh, cause he did show up in the injury report. Oh, yeah. That's always, I always, you know, I'm, I'm still big on Cortland Sutton this year. He's yeah. Playing, you know, he's playing Oakland. He's 6,400. Yeah. And Oakland's not um, good. You pass. know, Keenan Allen and Mike Williams are playing Kansas City, but man, they disappointed me this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Justin Watson, who I just found out who he was, I kind of like him because he's cheap and because, like I mentioned before, um, Atlanta's quarterback is suspended for four games, so yeah. he's not going to be playing. I mean, if you're using Jameis, then using Justin Watson makes a lot of sense. Right. If that looks like it's a solid stack up. Or a pairing. I know some people like you say, if you only use, you only yeah. use two pairs, no stack. Okay. Uh, and I... <laughs> I do like, um, I still, even though that game actually came down to the wire last week, I do like Tyler Boyd against Cleveland. Okay. But he's 6,700. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, if you're spending up like I'm looking at, you're looking, if I'm looking at Zeke and I'm looking at it's Mahomes. It's going to be very hard to afford people. <laughs> exactly. I've got to look at the cheapo ranks here. I got to look at um, a Randall Cobb and hope that that gives me enough money to pay up for a Cortland Sutton. And not that Cortland Sutton's expensive. But at sixty four hundred, when I've already blown like thirty percent of my budget, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a problem. Tight end, I don't even know what to tell you about tight end. <laughs> I'll tell you, I'll tell you what the metric wants you to do. <laughs> he just loves Greg Olson. It's Greg Olson again. <laughs> do love... not use Greg Olson <laughs> this week unless you have to. Well, Britt, he's only thirty four hundred dollars. Fantastic. He's posted zeros for me more time than he's posted value, <laughs> and that's not due to injury. We pushed him earlier in the year. Was it like week 12, week 30? Two weeks in a row, we were like, this is it. This is where he's going to have his game. Uh, no. Nothing. Zeros. I'm not going to do it. Same thing. Noah Fant is 3,600. Eh. You know who I want to use? I want to use Darren Waller. The problem is Darren Waller's 5,400. Yeah. So, so honestly, I'm looking at, you know who's actually been semi-reliable? I hate to say this because it's the kiss of death. OJ Howard has been playing a better the last couple weeks. I, I got to think at 4,300, he's a decent value play, more so than Hunter Henry at 4,500. You know, I, I I don't know. I don't know. Part of me really wants to use Darren Fells at 3,100 because he's 3,100. 
That is true. <clears throat> so. I was actually looking at him too, and OJ Howard. Uh, I kind of like Higby. Oh he, yeah, but again, where is he's he on also the... expensive. He's he's number ten on the. Oh, but he's fifty six hundred bucks. He's expensive. That's the problem. He's just he's a little much. less than Austin Hooper. <laughs> I mean, Kelsey's seven grand. I mean, he eats the. You know, Jason Witten is thirty nine hundred. No, pass. <laughs> I'd rather use Fells at thirty one or Kyle Rudolph. No, I won't say that. I won't. I won't say I would rather use Kyle Rudolph than Jason Witten. But I would rather use Darren Fells at thirty one hundred. Knox. Dawson Knox is where's he twenty seven hundred. He's another feast or famine guy. He's going to catch three points. He's going to get you nine points. Or he's going to get you nothing. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Defenses. Use whatever you got left. <laughs> the metric really? likes the Bears this week at Minnesota. Well, Minnesota doesn't have a whole lot to play for. So I don't know that Minnesota's going to come out and play hard. Uh, same thing with Buffalo. Uh, the, the metric is recommending the Bears or the Jets because they're both under 3,000 and both are playing teams that are pretty much locked into their spot. You know who I like this week? Who? I like the Steelers at Baltimore. Because Lamar Jackson's not playing. And they're only three grand. And Mark Ingram may not play either. <laughs> right. They're as expensive as the Packers, but I think they're going to provide more points. I think there's a potential for some some turnovers there. So I, I it must have been around week 10 where I just was looking. I think I needed a bi-week defense pickup in our live league. And I was just looking and I'm like, I'm thinking down the line. Who is going to, if I, if I, some miracle fate, I make the playoffs in fantasy, how am I going to do this? And I started to look at the Steelers schedule. The Steelers schedule last five weeks of the season. It's been a bloody cakewalk, a bloody cakewalk. I got to pull it up now because, and I I ended up picking up the Steelers because of it. Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, where's their schedule? (laughs) Searching, searching. No, I don't want to buy steel from Pittsburgh. (laughs) I want the Steelers. Oh, computer, why? <laughs> Wait a minute, I can just do it on the freaking uh, scores. I can just go to the score page. But, I mean, Pittsburgh had a cakewalk, and they still didn't pull it off. Didn't they lose last week? Uh, I believe so. Who the hell beat they, they lose to last week? Yeah, they're 8-7, and seven, and they should not be. They should be better than that, even with the fact that they're terrible. All right, so let's go backwards in time. Uh, there's this preseason. All right, so they're at the Ravens this week. They lost to the Jets. They lost to the Bills. Before that, Cardinals, Browns, Bengals, Browns. There's like a combined yeah. seven wins there, folks. Yes. There, you you draw the Browns two out of three weeks, and the team in between is the Bengals. And granted, they, they lost at the Browns. They lost 21-7 to in Cleveland. They did. Yes, and then they, they beat the, the Browns at home 20-13. to but they lost to the Jets last week. If they beat the Jets, they're in the playoffs. I mean, now they've got to go play a Ravens team that fortunately is not going to play any of its starters. That's that's the only thing that's saving them right now. That's their saving grace is that they're the 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 Ravens are way better than people thought they were going to be. So, so this week I am going to pay up at running. I'm going to use Mahomes. I'm going to use Zeke in a lot of spots, and then I'm going to try to find a way to afford it. Right with people you've never heard of, like Randall receiver. Cobb and Darren Fells, are probably going to be on my <laughs> rosters. But Jimmy, that's the thing. I mean, I'm not going to build a lineup on the air right now. But if I can squeeze in a couple of guys around the four grand line at wide receiver and tight end, all of a sudden now I might have enough money to use an Alvin Kamara as my second running backer in my flex. Right? Is that where I want to go? Am I willing to say I will take? Randall Cobb over Cortland Sutton in order to squeeze Alvin Kamara into my lineup instead of, say, like a Leonard Fournette. Hmm. 
that could work. That's the gain versus <clears throat> give thing. I'm going to give back like eight or nine points by using Cobb instead of Sutton. But am I gaining 11 or 12 points because Kamara is going to have a good week against the Panthers? So maybe off the air we'll do a little lineup building. But actually, we have yeah. we have we have serious serious business after we're off the air today. We do. We have to go watch the last episode of The Mandalorian. <laughs> yes. We have not watched it yet, and it, it just came out this morning. But we, you know what else we haven't talked about because we're pretty much done with the football stuff. Um, we haven't talked about Star Wars. No. So this is your warning: <laughs> if you have not seen Rise of Skywalker, stop listening because we're about to discuss the movie just really briefly. Because again, we're a football podcast, but we like to talk about side stuff. And the reality is, there's no daily that we talked about daily. There's no season long left. No, it's over. It's over. Season long Your is brother over. Brother one took all the yes, money. Yes, the source was our league champion, which means as is our tradition, we will try to get him on episode one next year. He did not appear once this season. No, the freaking source is just too busy. What a jerk. Oh, it's like Adam Schechter. He's running around with his phone all the time, even at Christmas, has his phone. Out. Anyway, Rise of Skywalker. Did you like it? I enjoyed it. Craig and I went to the 9 a.m. showing, we by the did. way, on opening day. And there were a lot more people there than I thought a there was A lot more be. people than we thought there was going to be. Our, our was, ours was packed. I went on Monday the 23rd, so I went the Monday after opening weekend. I went with my wife. We went to the 9.15. Mm-hmm. It was a theater that was half the size of the one we were in, and there were still like 15 to 20 people at 9.15 on a Monday morning. Nice. And, and I- that, that, keep in mind, there was a 9 a.m. right next to us. <clears throat> oh, really? So these were people who were like, no, I don't feel like being in a big theater. So the big theater was probably packed. Yeah, no, I enjoyed this one. It was probably my favorite one out of the, the out of the ones. new trilogy. I liked it a great deal. I think a lot of the the hate that's come out about it has really bothered me. Um, there's been a lot of people who have been who have gone too much social commentary on it. I'm a very liberal dude. People know yes. this about me. I'm very yeah. liberal. What makes people look at what they like to call social justice warriors as a negative thing is when we go overboard on things like the rise rise of Skywalker. There are certain individuals in the LGBT community who are upset that there was a uh, two women kissing near the end of the film just because they felt like they just snuck it in to be politically correct. Stop it. It's nice that they included, um, you know, uh, they included uh, same sex, same sex relationships in Star Wars briefly. Did you want like a 30 minute subplot about their relationship? Yeah. <laughs> Is that what you wanted? I don't know. But people were like, oh, they just snuck it in to try and appeal to the LGBT. They put something in that was trying to be inclusive. There wasn't they're not. This is not a plot. Right. OK. <clears throat> they there's there's calls of racism because the character Rose Tico is not as integral in this as she was in the last one stop it she was a minor character in the last one too they just kind of over blew it i i didn't i didn't like her in last jedi as much not that she's a bad actress i just didn't like the role i just didn't like the role i didn't think it added much to the film i thought it padded the film i'm not upset i don't think it has anything to do with the fact that she's an asian actress stop it this is what gets yeah. <laughs> liberals a bad name. You overthink everything. Yeah, everything isn't a conspiracy. <laughs> everything is not a political commentary. The fact that the one Asian actor wasn't a primary member of this plot does not mean that Disney hates Asian people. It just it this is what drives me nuts. So I'm hearing all this hate, and all this hate is very um social conscious, kind of hidden meaning. No. It's bloody freaking Star Wars. And yes, right. Star Wars does have a lot of social commentary in it. You want to see social commentary? Watch the the watch episodes one through three, which was issued when George W. Bush was the president. And basically, every one of those movies had some sort of shot at George W. Bush in it. They are they are politically active. George Lucas has been politically active in his movies. 
But not every single thing. Not every scene in line has a secret meaning. <laughs> exactly. Not everything. Just enjoy the. Why are you going to a movie if you're not going to enjoy it? No, I think all this started with the last one. I think people were sort of okay with the first one, and then the second one came out, and that's when the one everyone seemed to, have, for the most part, disliked. I'm, I mean, there was one guy who was saying that the fact that the um, the other defector stormtrooper that befriends Finn. Yeah. And I don't think they ever gave her a name. I think they just gave her the, they just said her designation. Yeah. I don't think they ever gave her a name, but she was African-American. So one guy was like, well, this supports my theory that all stormtroopers are African-American. Uh, did you watch Mandalorian or, or any Star Wars? I, I don't, but I mean, I'm like, I'm sitting there like, I'm like, what? <laughs> I mean, it's like, I'm just like, guys, stop reading. And then it's like my whole company defected. Well, I'm looking at your whole company. I see a lot of different faces. I'm not, you know. Yeah. Stop reading so much content. It's Star Wars. And the original stormtroopers were clones. Yes. Of, of Jango Fett. Of Jango Fett. Of Mandalorian. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I think my biggest criticism of it is you're going to find out very early on that the Emperor's alive. And the explanation for his life is, well, the dark side's really, really cool. Great. Well, I mean, they kind of mentioned it in the first episode. So, you know. What's that? The whole Darth Plagueis thing. Oh, yes. Yeah, but Bring that's not... back to life. But, okay, so wait a minute. So Darth Plagueis, we're going yep. into canon now, right? Yep. Darth Plagueis had the power to save people from the edge of death. We know that from, um, I think it was episode two yep. or three. We know that. We also saw the Emperor use his Force powers when Vader was on fire on the lava planet. Put his hands on him when he said, get a medical capsule. He clearly was doing some mumbo-jumbo there to, until they could mechanicize him. We're talking about something completely different. This guy fell down an elevator shaft into a power core... And then somehow teleported his spirit and or body halfway across the galaxy to a planet that no one else knew about. Yes. That's not kind of the same as like <laughs> healing powers in the force to me. No, he never said it was healing. He said it was he bring himself back from death. Okay. So <clears throat> I don't like that because it just leaves the door open for Disney to pull up another freaking trilogy. No, I think they're putting the brakes on movies. Episode 10, The Return of Palpatine. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I'm much more happy with The Mandalorian and The, the Mandalorian's hits. amazing. You should definitely watch it. You have it. not watched The Mandalorian. It is not all Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda is a central part of it, but oh my God, it is yeah. so much more than... You're watching it for more than Baby Yoda, unless you you're are. my wife. <laughs> so, all right. Let's let's wrap up there. Um, So, final thoughts. Uh, Final thoughts. Um, Really quickly, I helped a lot of people... Uh, in my store this past week, I actually met several Chief fans. Really? Yes, which I was I was surprised about because it's like when I'm I meet a Bengals sitting fan here in a Chief shirt. And by Brit the way, is in a Chief shirt. Uh, but this one couple of Robert and Cat, I helped them, you know, set some stuff up. And he's like, he was looking at his, you know, his fantasy scores, and we started talking, and found out he's a Chiefs fan. I'm like, oh, really? I'm like, how did that happen? And he told me. This like quick side story. Basically, his dad was is a Jet fan. Mm-hmm. Always had season tickets, like you know, since they were the Jets. Uh, and then <clears throat> I guess he his dad brought his brother to go see a Jet game, and he was supposed to go too, but he was younger, and I guess you know was, his, the weather was bad, and they didn't want to bring him. Okay, so he was so mad, and the Jets were playing the Chiefs. He was so mad that he didn't get to go to the the Jet game. He, he, became a, he became a chief fan. Just to anger his dad? <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's spiteful. <laughs> so now he's, he said he's been a chief fan uh, ever since. You, you told him about the podcast, right? Yeah, 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 okay, yeah. Go ahead. 
good. You you showed them how to download it on the podcast app. Oh, they they already know what a podcast is. Okay. They're apparently their son has one. Fantastic. There you go. See. Fantastic. So. Well, find out if you ever see Robert and Cat again. Find out what their podcast is. We'll, <laughs> pro, we'll plug it. We'll plug everybody. Uh, my final thought is week seventeen, folks. We survived another season. We did. Where the fantasy season is over in season long. DFS will go on through the playoffs. So don't. And give hey, up. you know what? There's going to be a captain's thing for the Super Bowl. Oh yeah, there will have to be. This is more important than ever. So my final thought is, if you're playing DFS this time of year, you really got to focus on the single entry pools. You cannot go into the gigantic mega contests with that twenty are, lineups. With twenty lineups, and the reason isn't you. The reason is because everybody who is done with season long but isn't ready to take their break is going to shift to DFS now, and they're going to throw fifty bucks in an account and start throwing tourney lineups left and right. And the problem is some of those people are going to hit. Yes. Some of those people are going to hit and they're going to screw you out of a pay line. This past week, pay lines were way up. Oh, way yeah. Up. I had a lineup that scored almost 160 and got nothing. I had 158 points in one of my lineups and did not hit a single cash line. in the, And they were those were in single entries. People will start playing DFS more at the end of the season. And they will start betting more at the end of the season. Focus on single entry pools Focus on cash games and focus on getting that lineup to 160. Don't get cute. Now is not the time to decide to throw $400 in a millionaire maker (laughs) and run 20 different lineups in a millionaire maker. You might as well go to the casino. (laughs) You might as well mail your money to us because we can put better use to it than, than, than they will in DFS. It's it's just now is the time. Now is the time to get conservative in DFS. Now is the time to pull back and say, Sticking to my budget plan, I'm sticking to cash games. I'll play a couple tournaments. Yeah, because why not? Why not? But I'm not going to be tournament focused right now, and I am definitely not putting myself into double ups. Like you'll see these things: giant five dollar double up, giant twenty five dollar double up. No, don't go there. It's thirty thousand. It's sometimes sixty seven, seventy thousand entries, and there's no limit. And those people are just going to pour lineups in and try to make sure they take your ten dollars or your twenty five dollars single entry. Three entry max, limited pools, smaller pools. Yes, those are generally smaller pools too. Smaller pools. I see them sometimes too. I'll see $5 single entry pools and I'll see three of them right in a row. And one of them, 30,000 max entries. The next one, 5,000 max entries. The bottom one, 2,000 max entries. You know which one I'm going in? I'm going in the single entry pool that only has 2,000 people in it. Yes. That is the pool I'm going to win with 155 points. I am not winning a 30,000-person double-up with a 150-point lineup. Be smart on your lineups. Be smart. And Happy New Year to everybody. The next time we come to you, it'll be 2020. Scary. It'll be scary. If you are in the the Stratford, Connecticut, or Fairfield County area, and you are not doing any kind of New Year's Eve, we will be at Two Road Brewery, as Craig mentioned, from 12 to 5. Come join us. Come say hello. Um, Cinch wants us to do a live pro- We're not broadcasting live from there. there. Nobody wants to hear anything I have to say after I've had three or four beers at two roads. People don't want to listen to me. Um, you know, so, and this is, believe it or not, this is episode 25. We are halfway through our broadcast season. Yes. So there will be more episodes. So the end of the season does not end our season on our end. We'll be doing prep work as soon as the season ends. We'll be here with you through the playoffs. We want to thank everyone who joins us on a weekly basis. The six humans, uh, Deb, and the handful of dogs that will listen to this because there's nobody at the house. We really appreciate that you guys tune in and keep doing so. So we will be back next week. What day next week? Who knows? Because it's a freaking holiday again. So we got to work our schedule around. uh, And again, We work in very different fields with very varying schedules, so 
I'll see if I can use very anymore in the sentence. Um, but we'll be back next week and we'll be focused on the wild card weekend of the playoffs. So until then, my name is Britt. I'm Craig. And we are the Football Fig Nuts Podcast. <laughs>